What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, we are here. Well, sort of. Some of us are. Joe, unfortunately, is not in attendance. He's not dead. I just wanted to clarify that, although we will talk about some mourning that we've had in the the last few days. We do have Billy here, although he's had some technical difficulties, so he will be sounding a little bit more warbly probably than normal, but we're just going to deal with that as well. We cross those bridges when we come to it. Uh, Go follow us on the socials. You know what they all are. We tell you every episode. If you don't know, Go back to the last episode for offensive points, and we told you all of them there somewhere. So, Billy, how are we doing today? I mean, I've been better. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> been better. Yeah, well, you know, we do what we can, and we, we we can't let the team down. We need the possums to know that we're out here, and we're telling you about the different game previews and everything. Um, did you did you want to talk about any of the you know news of what's going what's been going on in the league today, or do, what do you, what do we want to start with? I mean, all I'm going to say is we're finally getting to the part in the season where everybody's getting hurt and people are going to be out for the entire season. Um, it's never a good thing, but hopefully everybody out there is dodging the bullets. Yeah, I just wanted to actually play this small clip just for just for a couple of uh, reasons. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. And that is The Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. And that's because we lost two top five tight ends this week, and nobody is excited about that. It is and a top wide receiver. And a top wide receiver and a couple other top everythings. So uh, we're not looking – it's not looking pretty right now. The injuries are coming in, and hopefully you have the depth necessary to – make it through these strides because if you did uh have one of these people on your team which you probably did because there was a lot of injuries this weekend uh and we don't need to get into all that you already know what they are you've seen them on your roster but let's talk about some game previews 
after we get into another sound of silence for the Eagles first L of the season. It did hurt my feelings quite a bit, but at the same time, it was bound to happen one day or another, and I'm glad it's over with. So cheers to the next one. Yeah, I feel bad. Yeah, I it was it was honestly like the first half Washington commanded the the whole game. So I I, good for them. The the refs commanded the second half, but that's fine. And I mean, we can't put ourselves in those situations. We need to sustain drives and I don't know, utilize Miles Sanders, who's a running back that we could use more. I mean, here's the thing. Um, Washington ran 49 times for three yards of carry. It's really was not that good of a performance from them. So to be honest, like it's kind of frustrating seeing all these uh, uh, like podcasts and TV analysts like trying to like, did they peak too early? Like, is it over? It's, it's not over. Like Washington did not have a great game and, Eagles just handed it to them. Like, honestly, the Eagles are still the best team in the NFL, and I don't even know why we're that worried about it. Yeah, I honestly, it's it is kind of funny to see this. I do love how the haters have come back out because I feel like that's when the Eagles perform the best anyway. But yeah, the it was a really unfortunate first half for the Eagles because they got a forced fumble recovery, got a touchdown within minutes of the game starting, and then they let them they got the ball back and then got another touchdown, and it was fourteen to seven, and we just we're just getting touchdowns too fast, which is the thing. Then it's like, how do you say stop stop scoring offense? And then, you know, obviously the second half, we all saw what happened, and it was a little unfortunate how things fo- folded out. But we also had two three and outs to start the second half, which didn't help. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, it really did. It's a football game. Anyone can win at any given moment. We've seen some crazy, crazier upsets this year, and honestly, the Washington football team put on a good performance. I'm I'm happy for them. I actually always liked the Commanders. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, can we also, before we even get into the previews, can we talk about how last week you basically laughed in my face when I said that we should stack Justin Fields and Cole Komet? Yeah, I don't know if you can see me right now with all your issues, but I'll go ahead and take a fireball shot just for that because I feel like that was a fireball bet. But if it wasn't, I still feel like I owe this. <laughs> yeah, we didn't bet anything on it, but Josh over here was just... just oh, we did that off air, that's right. Party hard in my face when I said we're going to stack Fields and Komet, who are basically now... Uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, dude, it's, it's unreal what, uh, Justin Fields has done these last three weeks. And I'm happy to see it. I'm a little upset as a fantasy manager. Who's had him in like several leagues over these two years and just not having him anywhere in redraft right now. Yeah, it sucks. Well, I had Cole commit and I dropped him in week three for like Gerald Everett or something. And now that just looks so stupid. And at the same time, Gerald Everett's still a valid option. It's just, man, the Chargers. We'll get into that. Actually, speaking of, starting with the first game, we got the Chargers at Chiefs in Arrowhead on Sunday night football. Uh, no weather concerns here, but um, just getting into that, let's start with the tight ends. Uh, Gerald Everett, what has happened to him? I mean, what what's the issue? What's the issue with, I guess, really all the pass catchers for the Chargers? Well, I mean, I think, honestly, like the injuries to... Allen and Mike Williams have just made Gerald Everett like the guy there. And that's kind of not how Gerald Everett thrives. He's used to being behind like, you know, he was behind DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And that's how he tried to get his points up in, in Seattle. And now he was hiding behind Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And now he has to be more involved in the offense and he just can't do it. Yeah, I mean, he is still tight end eight on the year, which doesn't really mean anything at this point because it's really like a very sad sap of individuals at the moment. But 
yeah, the last couple of games, he's been under 10 points and he's only really had one 10 point performance in the last five weeks and that's in PPR. So, I mean, it's, it, he isn't the only guy he was actually, it was great seeing him as the second or third guy, especially with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I don't know what's going on with Keenan Allen. I understand soft tissue injuries. This is very reminiscent of Christian McCaffrey last year of, Oh, he's going to play. And then uh, we're going to send him out again. He's not going on IR. I'm surprised he hasn't gone on IR considering he's missed like the majority of the year, but he's old. Wild. He's I old know. and it's okay. We all get old. We're, we're feeling it. You know, we wake up, you know, not always feeling great in the mornings. You're not wrong. We we are old, and he he is getting old. So hopefully, speedy speedy recovery to Allen Robinson or Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, uh, and Mike Williams. Even even more the merrier. We need you back on this Chargers team. But uh, for the time being, the people to start is uh, Joshua Palmer, uh, having himself a pretty good pretty good season without uh, any competition in front of him. Uh, also, I believe uh, who was the other guy that actually did some stuff last week? I can't remember his name. Uh, DeAndre Carter. DeAndre Carter also had a pretty good time. So I think that both of those are startable at the time being. I mean, you're not excited about Herbert. I'm actually leaning towards benching Herbert in the leagues that I have him in. Um, I'm not super stoked about the way he's been playing, and I understand it's not his fault, but uh, you know, there's no weapons there. So well, we definitely have to monitor the injuries because Allen and Mike Williams were both limited in practice today. They could very well be back by the time this game kicks off on Sunday night. Yeah, 213 is the last two weeks for Justin Herbert. He's putting up yardage. He's just getting one touchdown and an interception and then nothing else. So it's you need those two, three touchdown games from Justin Herbert like he was doing last year. And, I mean, right now he's still on pace to get 4,000 yards, but not the 38 touchdowns that he had last year. So. so can we start to have the conversation about how Tua might be better than Justin Herbert? No, not not in the light, the slightest bit, just because the Chargers' entirety of their team has been injured. This is actually more reminiscent of the Eagles two years ago than anything. It's it's just they're the team that got in the injury bug the worst. And unfortunately, one of them happened to be, or three of them happened to be their three offensive weapons, three of their four offensive weapons. So Herbert's been dealing with that rib injury this whole time. Uh, meanwhile, losing Mike Williams and Keenan Allen in respective weeks over and over and over again, and just not having them out there. Don't get me wrong. Palmer and Carter are valid fantasy starts. I would start both of them. If I were you, I mean, it, depending on your situation, of course. Um, but it's really a Justin Herbert sits to me until Mike Williams or Keenan Allen's healthy. One or the other, or both preferably. Yeah. Because Eckler is going to get most of the points there and when they get in close i mean they're they're trying to run it in the end zone they're not really trying to throw these passes that they've been doing in the past yeah so eckler obvious start usually don't talk about the obvious starts but um speaking of obvious starts that kind of wraps up that team uh got some kansas city chiefs um mahomes is an obvious start you already know that you don't need to be told kelsey is an obvious start you already know that you don't need to be told but what about the wide receivers and running backs so, is there or who would you pick out of so them? wide receiver wise juju has a concussion he might be back for the game if he starts obviously he's in the lineup you don't have to think twice about it marquez valley scaling i don't think is going to be back which means it could be Kadarius tony season i mean we saw him catch the touchdown i kind of hated that the like the announcers were making such a big deal about that touchdown when it was wide open he didn't even really have to try to get that touchdown, and they made a big deal about him catching his first career touchdown by Mahomes. But this might be Kadarius Tony season. 
Yeah, I would especially say because Juju, Valdez, Scanley, and Hardman are all missing practice right now. So, I mean, this is Wednesday as we're recording this. So, of course, things can change, which you start Juju or really, in my opinion, Hardman. If one, if, if like if even if Juju sits, I feel like that even bumps Hardman. I know Hardman's one of those people that people are kind of like, oh, trade him now. He's not that. But the stats of his last few games show that he is that. And um, he gets the eye of him. Sky Moore, I don't think, has an option at this moment, although he could be kind of valid in some daily fantasy, uh, especially if some of these guys sit. But yeah, it's Juju is an automatic start if he plays. Valdez Scantling, depending on people being injured, he's had some pretty good weeks. Uh, and if they're just going to throw the ball 50 fucking times, I'm going to play every one of these wide receivers. But um, yeah, no, it could be Tony season this week, and that could be exciting. Yeah, and then we're benching all running backs. Jarek McKinnon is interesting. He did get a lot of receiving work last week, but he's not, there's zero rushing upside, and you're pretty much just going to have to hope and luck into a good receiving game to get any points from him. Pacheco's kind of a mess, and CEH is droppable. I mean, he's not. they're not using him. He's a change of pace back at best. I mean, this team's going to be after a running back in the draft this year, and it's just hard to watch. The funniest thing I just realized, CEH had zero carries last game. He had two targets, didn't catch either one of them. So zero points, big old goose egg. It is officially drop CEH season. But I will say it is stash Pacheco season still. Not that anyone is not already doing that, but he did have 16 carries for 80 yards last game. If he could get a little bit more involved in the past game, which with the lack of wide receivers, he could be potentially start. I would not do it, but I could see why someone would argue the start there. So, but yeah, it's not really a running back start season. For the Chiefs, they're just not using the run game, which I think is a bad move for them. And that will time will show with that because Mahomes' arm cannot throw 50 uh, passes a game times 17 each year. So, Well, they wanted to be a running team this year. The problem is when they get to the playoffs, like Mahomes is Mahomes, Kelsey is Kelsey, but the rest of these guys are not built for this. Like McCole Hardman's never been built for this in the playoffs, and we don't know exactly what Juju and – you know, Tony and all of them, we don't know what kind of performances they're going to put in. So not having a run game when it gets into the cold days of the playoffs, their chiefs are going to be in trouble a little bit, I think, but I, I hope that they can figure something out in the time between here and then. I think that's what Andy Reid's idea was, was let's just keep adding receivers. And that way, for one, we have depth and two, we have more backup plan where we can rotate people in and keep them warm because they're going to need it. And like the pass game, that's the good thing about them is they do have that pass game, but yeah, it will slow down during the uh, winter. So anyway, uh, Kansas city, we're going to go ahead and say this is a dub pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Easy. I mean, not, I'm not, I'm not betting against the champs right now. Um, into the next game, we got the Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings, us bank stadium, the headquarters of us bank at three twenty-five. This is probably America's game of the week. And, potentially the, the one of the biggest playoff implications uh, or that could come down to like, you know, seeding in the future. So um, who, who do you want to talk about first here, Bill? Um, let's start with the Vikings. I, I'm really loving Justin Jefferson. So he did pop up on the injury report today with a toe injury, but I still don't, I don't think he'll be out for this game. I just think it's something to monitor maybe. Um, but I, Justin Jefferson is just like, God among men when it comes to wide receivers and watching what he did against the Buffalo Bills when everybody knew the ball was coming his direction in that game was just nothing short of amazing. So obviously Kirk Cousins is a start. This Cowboys defense is good. The only thing I'm kind of concerned about for Kirk Cousins is this is like a pseudo 
primetime game, which Kirk Cousins does not thrive in, but it's not technically one since it's the 325 start. So I'm kind of thinking Kirk Cousins will be fine. Justin Jefferson, I, I like him in this game. Hawkinson, he is getting the wor- like enough receptions. He's not really getting the touchdowns yet, so that's kind of concerning. And then Dalvin Cook, I mean, obvious start. So, I mean, the, this offense is just nothing short of amazing. Yeah, honestly, with the um, injuries to Ertz and Goddard, I think Hawkinson actually vaults himself into at least tight end two or three category. I mean, Mark Andrews should be back this week. I think TJ Hawkinson's tight end three. He's actually getting uh, averaging nine and a half targets the last two games. He caught all of them one of the games, and he caught uh, missed three of them last game. And yeah, he's not getting the touchdowns, but he's still getting ten plus points. And he those touchdowns will come. He's still learning this offense, so give him a little bit of time here. But yeah, Dalvin Cook's an obvious start. I think you're starting all of the the big ones: one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end. Obviously, yep. Thielen and Osborne. I, I you can't be. You can't be starting them right now. I, Flex at best. Yeah, Thielen basically got replaced by um, Hawkinson here. He did actually, he has scored pretty decent points the last four games, but I think that his workload is just going to be trending downward. He is getting seven targets the last like 12 games, it seems like. But um, you can start Thielen if you need to, especially for bye week scenarios, but I don't think you're excited about it. And more of this work is going to end up on Hawkinson. So, yeah. Um, and then getting into the Cowboys, uh, CD lamb had himself a monster game as well. So we got monster game versus monster game. I think they were probably wide receivers one and two last week after the two. Well, except for Christian Watson, who apparently decided to be a God all of a sudden for green Bay. Oh, that is true. I forgot about the three touchdown performance. We'll get to that. But, uh, before, before, before you even get into it, can we just say you haters of CD lamb, the, Oh, he has not had a hundred yard game. Like all you people out there that just wanted to shit on this guy. He went out there and proved exactly who he is. They may have lost that game at green Bay, but it wasn't because of CD lamb and it wasn't because CD lamb couldn't perform. Like that was one of the best games of a wide receiver this season. And I just think, you know, now's the time we need to start saying, you know, CD lamb, if he got that kind of work every game, he would be who we thought he was. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I've talked to even Cowboys fans who are like, yeah, we just need a number one ever since Cooper left. Cooper has been doing pretty good in Cleveland and CD lamb just hasn't been good. CD lamb gets eight targets a game and he catches six of them for 90 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. For most of the time like what what else do you want from the guy like i mean he's there that like and that most of that was with uh freaking cooper rush so he was putting up 20 points with Coop, 20 point games with cooper rush i just don't understand the cd lamb hate um he's the best wide receiver in that draft as of right now um judy hasn't been able to live up to the name so i don't understand why cd lamb gets the hate that he does or i guess technically never mind jefferson anyway. <laughs> well yeah i was gonna say well maybe Justin jefferson but i Sorry. get what you're, you're forgot he was, forgot he was in that draft but anyway just lo- logically like shut up about cd lamb you're starting him every week you don't need to know that but i do hate the haters here um michael gallup on the other hand is not startable just want to let you guys know you guys are probably thinking like oh well they might throw a lot in this game they will but it's not to him uh only other startable pass catcher i feel like is dalton schultz uh dak loves him we knew this Uh, they're best friends they're best friends i feel like i feel like dalton schultz sat out because dak was out like i don't don't think he was injured i think he was just like (laughs) no dak's not playing i'm not playing he's a solidarity move yeah he's like no that's my boy i ain't playing without him (laughs) but yeah dude is a uh, top five tight end fantasy tight end with dak playing and he will continue that way especially with the injuries to tight ends I hope you got Dalton Schultz while you could when we were talking about him. And then Dak's start. I, I mean, 
I'm in a, a league with I have Burrow and Dak, and I'm honestly debating on both both of the plays this week. It's a tough move, but I, I'm just saying Dak is a, the guy. Whoever dropped Dak after the injury, thank you. Really appreciate you. Um, also, in running back nudes, Zeke should be back. He did practice today. So let's uh, he said they were he was limited. That hamstring injury will hamper him. Pollard is still an absolute must start. You are not sitting him no matter what. I hope that you learned your lesson with him after he's been performing. Uh, but I also think that Zeke will be a start as well against the Vikings. So I just, in my opinion, I, I agree. No, that's, that's exactly for one. He, if he, even if he doesn't get yards, he'll poach a touchdown, but he'll get 10 plus carries and then maybe even a, a catch or two. Pollard's kind of take on the pass catching duties, but at the same time, Zeke is still a start and, I, I don't, wouldn't say must start, but a flex start at the very least. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Who wins this game? Cowboys or Vikings? This is probably going to be a tough split. Um, I'm probably going to go Vikings just because I think that they just have something about them. It's just, it's not a quantifiable thing. It's just they have it, they have whatever it is. I hope the Vikings win, but I actually think the Cowboys win this game mainly because. The Cowboys, I hope so. The just Cowboys for parity's sake. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys defense is just better, personally. So that's what I'm choosing. The offenses mirror each other pretty well. They have a, a top five tight end, a top five wide receiver, and a pretty good run game. So, uh, And then quarterbacks that are at least of good talent. So um, that was mainly a stab at Kirk Cousins and not Dak. I actually <laughs> like Dak. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm gonna, we're going to split this one, but I, I think – that the I think the Vikings should win this one, but it'll probably be the Cowboys. Um, on to the next one. We have our Snowpocalypse game. Billy, thank you for bringing this to my attention. It is the Cleveland Browns at the Bills at Highmark Stadium, and we have what is proposed to be two feet of snow, Bill? Yes. Uh, yeah, almost. I, I mean, if we want to talk about it, almost three feet. Like, it's going to be a mess out there. And they'll be shoveling, shoveling away. Thanks to all those in attendance or in uh, and staff on the Bills uh, sideline for shoveling all that snow. I shoveled my driveway and about have a heart attack. I could not imagine shoveling an NFL stadium of that magnitude with snow. So um, where's Shady McCoy when you need him, man? You think they'll sign him for one day? Uh, they might need him out there based on Singletary's uh, ability. All right, all right. Time out, time out. I, I didn't know we were going to go here. Listen, uh, real quick. I just want to say Singletary is should be a start in this game. But why is he not getting carries? Why? Okay, so he gets he has like what six, seven carries for two touchdowns in the first half, probably the first quarter. I can't, I can't honestly say. Oh, it was the first quarter. My apologies. It actually says on this little news feed that I'm seeing, and then they just stop using him when they are playing a game that's close, they were winning for a while. And I just don't get the hatred towards Devin Singletary, especially after what they, how they used him last year in the end of the season. Maybe they're saving something here, but this is like a, the bills don't have to be the chiefs. I feel like they're putting it all, especially with Josh Allen with his UCL injury on, on his arm, like his elbow, like, why are they going out there and throwing, trying to throw deep balls and stuff whenever they're in a close game and they can just run the ball? That's what the team should be as a running team. Because Josh Allen wants to be a hero. Like It's nothing different than that. He wants to be a hero on this team, and he isn't. He's not that guy. He wants to be the MVP of the league. He's not going to get it. 
Yeah, and I it, it's really irritating to me because James Cook had five carries. Hines never saw a carry. He did see some plays out of the backfield, which is interesting, but it's like 13 carries for Singletary seems insultingly low, and his max on the year was 17. Like, I just... He's a good running back and he's and he could actually shoulder a full workload or at least like the majority of one. But they don't even give the majority to their entire running back staff. So um, I will say Singletary is probably a start here just because of the snow game. Um, James Cook has not taken over his role yet, but um, hopefully they don't try to have Josh Allen running around in two feet of snow and scrambling. But um, you're starting Josh Allen because you can't afford to sit him. Um, We'll see how this shakes out, but. On the other side of the ball, I don't know how you would possibly start Brissett. He is out for me. Um, and then, honestly, I think you temper expectations on Diggs. And I think this could be a big Knox game, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty stoked about Knox this week because I feel like if there is going to be a pass game, it's going to fall from the short games, and Diggs really isn't a short route runner. I don't know what you think. you think Knox might have a decent workload here? I mean, it's always possible. I just like, I don't, I don't know how they're going to be completing a lot of passes. I mean, if the snow is coming down like that and it's like thick snow, I just, you know, this is going to be one of those 13 completion games and you're just not going to know who are going to get those passes. Yeah. I the reason I say you start Josh Allen is because he's probably going to be running the ball as well. Oh yeah. For, yeah. That's exactly. You're going to start him because of the rushing. Like per se, you don't start because he's not going to run. I mean, Chubb's an obvious, the only obvious start for the Browns. I don't even think I'd start Amari. Yeah, I think Amari Cooper's a sit here. Um, mm-hmm. I think the only other start potentially would be Kareem Hunt, just be, just to give Chubb a, a break, basically. Um, Brissett's going to, it's really going to show his, his uh, skills here. Cause if he can, if he can pull off beating the Bills in the snow game, I mean, and honestly, it'd be because of Nick Chubb. But man, if Brissett can just make those like 12 passes that he's going to have to make in that game, you know, for seven yards a piece, then more power to him but um who who do you have winning this i mean i, I i'm not let's not get into anything else because this is a snow game and i don't want to tell you to make sure to bank on pl- sitting digs or something and digs breaks away for a hundred yard touchdown or something but i mean it'll probably end up being the bills but i mean honestly this could be a coin flip of a game can i can we just discuss is do you think Kareem Hunt maybe went to Stefanski and was like, hey, I am I need a new contract next season and I don't really want to get hurt. So maybe we don't play me as much as we were planning to. See, I'm not sure about that because it didn't really make sense in the Miami game because um, they didn't really use him there, but they used him really heavily right before that trade deadline. And you thought that he was going to get traded and then he didn't. And then he gets six carries in a game in Miami where, and one catch for 10 yards, which they could have used him. That would have been super helpful for that game. And here we are. So it just feels like there's a unspoken like bond or unspoken agreement that like, I'll, I'll play. I'm not going to be, I don't want to get hurt. So just don't put me in there, you know, as you know, more than I need to be in there. Cause like six attempts for nine yards. I mean, they're my defense is not that good. They're good. They're not that good. Yeah. I feel like the only thing that would be a problem is once Deshaun Watson comes back, which is what two weeks from now. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the standings like at the moment, they're not out of the playoffs. And if he comes back with a bang, he, they could still make the playoffs. I mean, it's not, 
obviously it's not looking great for them right now, but like the third wild card team is a five and 14. That's two games away. I mean, so hypothetically they could make the playoffs still and they, they need to win these games. So this would be a game that they need to win to, to beat the bills. But um, so I'm not saying cream, cream hunt could really be valuable. I feel like he's known more as a pass catcher on this team, but he's still a running back. So yeah, Watson's kind of a wild card at this point. I mean, the man hasn't played in two and a half years. I, I mean, I, we don't know what he's going to look like when he finally gets back out there. I mean, I hope that he can pick back up and this offense can take off, but I just don't, I don't know. I just feel like that's been their, their dream this whole time, especially Browns fans are definitely hoping that that's the case. And they, you know, they probably won't go far, but at least make the playoffs. Um, but I mean, Kareem hunt will be used heavily in that offense because I think Deshaun Watson's going to want every option they can have. And Nick Chubb's not necessarily a receiving back, so they're going to need him. I mean, they got two wide receivers and until Joku comes back, which I think he might be back this game, but he could actually be a decent play as well. I, I just feel like if I were playing any starters in this game, it's, a short range starter, not a Stefan Diggs or Amari Cooper. People's Jones could be a good play, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not chancing. I'm not, I country. mean, with the weather, I'm not starting anybody that's not, doesn't need to be out there. Yeah. And I mean, if you have Njoku or, you know, uh, not Knox, you probably have a, another tight end that you've been starting the last couple of weeks or, you know, and in, in, if Knox's case, you picked him up as a backup. So, um, I'm not against starting either one of the tight ends, but other than that, I'm not excited about starting wide receivers here. I get you have, you have Stefan Diggs. You have to start him. Sure. Hope for that home run or at least a couple good catches. So, um, okay, well I'm going to, I'm going to take the Browns here because I think they have the better running back and running game. And that's who wins the game personally. Me too. Over under in this game is 47 and a half smash that under folks. No way. There's more than like four touchdowns in this game. Nope. Okay. Anyway, we've taken a long time on these three games because they are the most exciting games. It does get it does go downhill from here. Yes, it does. So we got the Bengals at the Steelers. Still a sort of good game uh, at three twenty-five. Another of our three o'clock games. Um, I, I I don't know. Where do you want to start here? Um, let's start on the Steelers side because I think it's it's a little bit. I mean, it's quite a bit sadder actually. Um, we're on, we're currently on Deontay Johnson touchdown watch. That's how sad the things have gotten. Uh, he has yet to have a touchdown this season. Um, it's a, it's a, a Jacoby Myers esque run that we're on here with the Steelers. But I mean, Kenny Pickett's just not good enough. And Najee Harris is not good enough. I mean, we can blame the O-line as much as we want. And it is still a massive problem on this team. They're going to have to build that thing back. But at some point, one of you two has to be a transcendent talent. I don't know which of you it is, but one of you two between Najee and Kenny Pickett has to be better than this O-line. And I guess just the thing of it is, is like on the Steelers, I don't feel comfortable really. I mean, you're going to have to start Najee Harris, but it's definitely a conversation. Yeah, I was going to say, so to actually in Najee's defense, he actually had a very solid game with 20 carries for 99 yards, which is perfect pretty much a perfect game other than a touchdown or some passes caught. So in standard, that was a phenomenal game. Um, definitely want some more touchdowns. Uh, it's nine points. Like it's, it's, it's just okay. It's not a great game. I mean, a five, a five yards per carry is a great game for a running back and to get 20 carries. It does show that they're involving him. He needs the pass catching is what he needs. That was the thing that brought his rookie year to be a thing. And I don't understand why he got targeted only one time. 
Um, and Kenny Pickett's not that guy. So I, I would imagine they would do some more running back screens or even wide receiver screens. Like they, they need to do some, they need to do better by Pickett at this, by, by doing this. So uh, Deontay Johnson, um, he's still startable. You have to start him. He's getting 10, basically getting 10 points a game. And then Pickens actually has made some really phenomenal plays, but at the same time, he's not really doing anything with them, so. the rushing yeah. touchdown helped that was a very chase claypool-esque thing happened there it really was and that should have been Najee's touchdown so here we are again <laughs> um but yeah no Najee is absolutely startable at this point if you've found a replacement basically to play him and you don't want your 10 points that you're going to be guaranteed i get it um, i'm in a situation where i've been rotating running back buys and so Najee's been in the last two weeks but I mean, it'd be an argument after next week, but yeah, um, I think Cincinnati's defense should be able to give up some points there. So, uh, but yeah, so we pretty much covered all them. Oh, for your move, uh, you're starting him. He's yeah, for sure. one of the only tight ends out there that is still alive. So uh, on for the, onto the Bengals. Um, I don't think chase will be back just yet. Uh, although he is probably nearing his return. Um, so it's one more week of T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Easy starts. Uh, Joe Mixon, hopefully he continues after that five touchdown performance a couple weeks ago. So um, you're starting all them. You're starting Joey B. You don't need anything else from me. I mean, Hayden Hurst, startable at tight end, especially in injury situations. No, you're right. I mean, there's nothing really, really more. I mean, Chase won't be in this game, but he should be nearing his return. I was going to say, I think he should be back by next week. I think that was the timetable. Um, so keep an eye on that, but he's definitely probably not playing this week. Should be a good game. It's a division game. Um, and honestly, I could see it being high scoring because neither defense is really great. So I'll take the Bengals just by sheer talent alone. Yeah, well, I mean, Steelers should be tanking out the season. However, every time I say a team's tanking, they end up winning. Uh, shout out to the Panthers last week. Speaking of the Panthers, I wasn't going to do this, but let's talk about the Panthers at the Ravens. Who's the quarterbacks in this game, Bill? Who, who do we got? Baker. Uh, PJ Walker's hurt, so they've already said Baker's playing. I, I know. I was. I was oh, I'm saying I, I don't. Up. I don't love that because <laughs> yeah, we get another week of Baker slander that I'm just so happy to continue to watch. Well, I mean, honestly, the way the entirety of the team is playing, maybe they keep that uh, hype going because it's not like PJ Walker was doing much before this like McCaffrey trade. So um, hopefully this is the time where uh, Baker gets to shine. I mean, he did good in that second half and trash time. And uh, DJ Moore is violently a great wide receiver, and I don't like it. <laughs> You're so I'm frustrated not, by that. I'm not even Joe about DJ Moore. I actually like DJ Moore. He's had a couple kind of mediocre weeks the last couple of weeks, but uh, that 27 point performance, I, I, I was unfortunate enough to be going up against him that week. So I'm, I'm pretty pissed off about that. Yes. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, thing is, is Dante Foreman is a really good running back, and I think that that's kind of the way you're going to go here with the Panthers. 31 carries too. Um, yes. Yeah. Wild. And Chuba Hubbard came back, did nothing. And Raheem Blackshear still had some splashy plays. I know it didn't look like it on the stat sheet, but I think he's not, he's rosterable in deep leagues, I would say, um, or dynasty, especially he should be in every dynasty roster, in my opinion, just because of the sheer talent alone and him being a rookie. Um, it trips me out on sleeper, how he's in a bills uniform. I didn't even realize he was on the bills, but <laughs> Yeah, no, Deontay Foreman to the moon. Chuba had it that first game with when it was a split between them, then got injured, and Deontay's ran with it, pun intended. 
Uh, not starting the quarterbacks. You're starting DJ Moore, unfortunately, and then no one else from the offense there from Carolina. Um, as for the Ravens, Mark Andrews should be back. So you get your Lamar, uh, Mark Andrews stack back for those who drafted that. Um, other than that, I mean, <laughs> Gus Edwards, maybe, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if you're really wanting to start anyone else from Baltimore at this point. Duvernay has been kind of, uh, disappointing, um, in the stead of Mark Andrews injury. I think what Demarcus Robinson's been the guy there on the wide receiver core and not even last week. So, I don't know. I I like Duvernay a lot, but after last week, not catcher. I guess it was two weeks ago. I forgot they had a buy. Um, you're not really playing them. If Gus is back, I feel like, and fully healthy, I feel like you play him. I think Drake could be an option as well. He's filled in pretty nicely since he's had the, when he has the starting job, but I don't, I don't know. No, there's nothing I'm starting on this Raven side other than Andrews and Lamar Jackson. I mean, maybe maybe you could throw a running back out there, but I mean, the Panthers have been okay against the run. I mean, they they shut down Cord- Corderell Patterson last week, and you know, it seems to be like when like Frankie Louvu plays, they're pretty good against the run, and when Frankie Louvu's out, they aren't very good against the run. So as long as he's playing, they should be okay. Which, speaking of Frankie Louvu, what is going on with him? He he he's in a game, he's out of a game, and then he's playing, and then he's not playing, and then he's doing well, and he's not doing well. I I can't keep up. Yeah, it's very hit or miss, to be honest. Yeah, he he looks great though um, when he does look great, which I know that means nothing. So um, anyway, I feel like the Ravens probably win this. I don't think the Panthers keep their streak going. Ew. It would see. Here's the thing, though, and this is the thing you're going to hate me for. Baker plays pretty good against the Ravens. So, if there was ever a game where Baker was going to ball out, it'd be against the Ravens. I don't. I don't like this. I'm not. I'm not discussing this. You can. I'll take the fireball bet if he does good. I, Baker, here's the thing. That. Last time Baker played the Ravens, Lamar Jackson had to fake an injury so he could go poop. Oh, is that the poop game? Yes, it was. Oh, nice. All right, it was, was all timer. I will be actually, I probably will not be watching this game because it's at noon and I will be somewhere else. Um, anyway, on to the next game. We got 49ers at the Cardinals. I skipped ahead to get into your Panthers because you just brought it up at such an opportune moment. Um, I want to start off with the 49ers by saying a big old fuck you to Kyle Shanahan for not throwing <laughs> but one ball to George Kittle and making me lose my fantasy lineup. Yes, it's all about me. Sorry, there was two balls, but one catch for 21 yards for uh, in honesty your best pass catcher um pisses me off uh Debo also had an off game only two catches had a couple action a couple little action on the on the ground and then Ayuk also didn't do a whole lot but had a little bit of uh you know luck through the air there for yardage wise um yeah no the pass catchers are a little sketchy on San Francisco honestly the whole team is sketchy the whole team's sketchy let's let's be honest here he went back to his bullshit he split carries between McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell which is exactly what we were like there's no way he does it right there's no way and then yep and here this dude goes of course gave 18 carries to Elijah Mitchell and only 14 to McCaffrey yep no yeah exactly that it's a, a huge problem this is a problem for all San Francisco players. Um, if you want to trade any of these guys right now, I am not against it. McCaffrey, especially. I understand why you wouldn't after the 40 point game uh, two weeks ago uh, and the three touchdowns, one through the air, one through the ground, yada, yada, yada. But man, 
I'm out on San Francisco right now, and I am so glad I traded Debo Samuel to Joe for CD Lamb. Gave well, me a before, shot at this. Before we even get to the Cardinals, and I know you know we're going to talk more about this in a later week, but like this hurts McCaffrey's value going forward long term. Like just the way that Kyle Shanahan uses players in running backs, especially they're not featured. And if you're not going to have a featured back, I mean, you can't be heavily like you can we can't rank him very high if he's just going to put a player in like elijah mitchell that's going to get more work that's just not going to work long term yeah well they 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 owe uh christian mccaffrey like 12 million or something 30 million guaranteed total on this signing i don't know they owe him a shit ton next year and if you're not going to use him like that and i get if you're trying to keep him healthy for next year and you want to say, hey, Elijah, we didn't trade for McCaffrey because you were injured, yada, yada, yada. We want you to keep your job. And maybe that's what this was, was just to appease Elijah Mitchell. But I don't like it. I I, I think that if you – I don't think Christian McCaffrey should be getting 30 carries. I've said that about Carolina in the past. But I do not think that the majority should be going to Elijah Mitchell. Don't get me wrong. He did fine with them. But, like, honestly, on most of them, it was a three-yard game. And yeah. I just feel like – unless you're just trying to be that run ground and pound game at that point, why didn't you just keep Jeff Wilson? In my opinion, exactly. Jeff Wilson balling out by the way, uh, onto the Cardinals though, the, this, this thing is falling apart. First of all, well, I mean, I guess it's kind of falling apart and kind of not falling apart. So both of the quarterbacks are currently hurt. I think Kyler should be back in this game. Ertz is out. So we're going to get our first taste of Trey McBride. Um, I don't think this would be the game that I would put Trey McBride out there. San Francisco is actually really good at covering tight ends. So don't think this would be the week that Trey Bride breaks out, but it could happen. Um, Hollywood making a surprise return possibly in this game. We got word today that it's going to be Hopkins and Hollywood. We're going to actually get to see what this team looks like with Kyler, healthy Hollywood and potentially, you know, and Deandre Hopkins too. Um, but if those three are playing at the same time and healthy, this could be an electric game for Arizona's passing attack and not so much the run game. If Kyler plays, I mean, if Colt McCoy or Trace McSorley plays, we're, we're not as excited. But poor Rondale Moore owners. Uh, I just feel like you, you you picked up Rondale Moore. You're like, I got him for the fucking, I got him for another week. And then they're like, ah, Marquise Brown's coming back. You're like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, no, I think it's, it's the Hollywood Hopkins show. Um, I don't think you can, you can't, obviously you can't trust Trey McBride yet. And I think Rondale, unfortunately will ride the bench if Marquise is healthy enough to play. So those targets go back. I think all of, all of, you can look at Rondale more and that's what, uh, Hollywood would have been doing with those targets basically. Like, yep. So, I mean, that's his role and it's nice to see that from Rondale because we were kind of concerned when Hopkins came back, well, Marquise Brown will have a role. And now that Hopkins is back and you're seeing him with 10, 12 targets and you see, uh, you know, Rondale with eight, 10 targets, you're like, okay, cool. So there is still a role there and there's still passes to be gained. And I think with Connor, Connor's not that good of a running back. So <laughs> I 21 carries for 69 yards. Yeah. He's back on his bullshit with his two touchdowns. Sure. I get it. They fucking cut, Eno Benjamin for like no reason whatsoever. I don't get it. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't think what they've seen from Keontae Ingram has been that great considering the man's touched the ball like 14 times, but yeah. And Daryl Williams is still hurt. So it really doesn't make any sense. Why are you just cutting him? He must've done something or maybe he was just like, Hey, listen, James Connor isn't good. And they're like, no, you shut up. Listen here. He's fucking good. 
I, I don't know. I, well, they're doing mid-season hard knocks, and I was like, put in our little IDP Army chat. I was like, do they need? Do they need a storyline for the show? Like a surprise person had to get cut so they could make content for the show. Maybe they're just like, we're just gonna throw the ball now. We don't really need a run game, which is the complete opposite. We need a run game. I mean, here's the thing. This is why last week when we were going through players to that, if you're on a championship run that you should trade for, James Connors is exactly this kind of person where he's going to get no yardage, touchdowns, and he's going to be perfect person to put in your flex spot. Yeah, and for that for that sake, I say you start fucking James Conner this week against the 49ers. Even though the 49ers' run defense is really good and their defense is just good overall, he's going to fall into the end zone, and he's going to get you 13 points because he's going to run for – 45 times for 45 yards yep exactly yeah, but anyway yeah beyond that um hopkins easy start connor you have to and then hopefully kyler's back um and then i think hollywood's worth of worth a flex spot at this point i would maybe wait a week because i assume you have a replacement but if you've just been waiting this whole time with hollywood or maybe found him in free agency like this guy over here um you, you might just wait a week on him so um I don't know who wins this game. This is actually going to be one of our better games. This also, is this our Mex- Mexico City Monday Night Football game? So this should be uh, hopefully in, in, in a good game because. Well, and here's the thing, Josh. You and me both know this. Uh, Warzone Two came out today, and so I don't think that. Ooh, you're right. You know, this is a 49ers dub, um, just based on that alone. Yeah, that's true. I was actually going to pop on here after this after this podcast. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and take the 49ers for the dub. Thanks for clearing that up for me, Bill. Really appreciate that. Yep. <laughs> uh, I completely forgot about the Kyler situation. I should have known because it's been on my brain all day. I was watching gameplay of it. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Anyway, uh, on to the next game. Bears-Falcons. Mercedes-Benz Dome. Noon. No weather because it's in a dome, like I said. This um, one can be quick, by the way. <laughs> starting Justin Fields. You're starting Cole Komet, even if Josh says it's a bad play. You're starting Mooney, and you're starting Montgomery. Oh, also, we lost Herbert unfortunately this week too Khalil Herbert yep. not Justin um so that is sl- slotting Mooney in for some big workload the next four weeks Montgomery but you're right yeah so yeah Montgomery. I feel like the the ones at each position here play for the Bears at this point which I never thought I would say throughout the course of the season yep they're, I mean they're not a particularly great team because now their defense sucks because surprise surprise when you trade Roquan Smith your team your defense gets worse but their offense has taken a complete turnaround because they're using the Baltimore playbook of how to use Lamar Jackson. So now they're using Justin Fields in the same way. It's making Cole Komet come wide open. It's getting Mooney more involved in these weird but effective passes because Mooney is better than any receiver on Baltimore's roster. If Mooney was on Baltimore, you know, he would be – one of the better receivers in the league. But now that he's on the Bears, they're finally figuring things out. Bears offense is completely usable. Yep. Um, and as on the Atlanta side, I'm never going to tell you to start Drake London or Kyle Pitts. Nope. Um, if, if you want to, feel free. That's on you. I will leave that up to the gods. I will tell you to start Cordell Patterson, though. Um, and don't go this whole, oh, Tyler Algier took his backfield. Tyler Algier also did nothing last week. It was Carolina just <laughs> stuffed all of the running backs. I think Caleb, Caleb Huntley had actually some decent runs, but it was more of just the guy's so little and he was just sprinted through a hole. So uh, Cordero, Cordero Patterson is going to be involved. He's only had one target per game the first two games coming back from this injury. I, I expect that to change because Huntley and uh, Algier don't actually get many targets. Algier gets a few, um, but nothing like what Cordell was seeing before his injuries. Um, so Put your man Cordell Cordero in there. Um, sure, if you want to play Algier, I'm down. Uh, but do not tell me that Algier has supplanted Cordero yet. He has not. Because um, Cordero, the second you think he's gone, he's fucking going off for 30. And you don't want that on your bench. So sure don't. Feel, feel free to do what you want with London and, and Pitts. I'm out on both of them. this. I'm year. out on the entire passing game. I don't want Mariota either. I mean, the thing is, is like Mariota, although like he does have some splash plays, like he'll have like a... a 40 yard rushing game, which will, you know, that's 40, that's four points, but he's just not consistent enough. I mean, he's had some 20 point games and then he's had some five point games. Like there's just no consistency there. And the bears, although their defense is bad, they're not that bad. Like they're not that bad to lose to Marcus Mariota and give up a ton of points to him. Maybe Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier, maybe, but not Mariota. I just realized uh, I used Mariota for two different games and they were both his two best games at 24 and 24. I'm <laughs> so, telling you, you can get lucky. And he's you... a good, he's a good streaming option. If exactly. you don't carry a backup quarterback or you have an unfortunate injury or something like I, you're not wanting to start him though. Exactly. I think Chicago finally gets a dub here. Um, they've been so close these last couple weeks. So uh, for Atlanta's sake, yeah, Chicago wins. Yeah. 
Into the next game, we got Titans Packers on Thursday night at Lambeau Field. A little cloudy and a little bit of wind here as well. We got 12 mile per hour gusts. So um, it's it's going to be a good. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, so first things first, I think we talk about Christian. I mean, right. Yeah. He's back. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy that it happened uh, at some point in the season just to kind of give everyone out there kind of a taste of what he could be. But the thing is, it's like this is not something that you're going to be able to rely on maybe in the future because I'm not a lot of people remember, but Devontae Adams, when he first started out, he couldn't catch really well. He was a very hit or miss player, and he happened to develop into one of the great wide receivers in the league. And Christian Watson this year and probably next year is going to be very hit or miss. He's not going to be consistent. So, to I mean, I know everybody rushed out to their waiver wire, picked him up, and they probably, you know, are celebrating. But I just you – know, you're not going to see that game ever again from him, I don't think. And then I, I, it's going to be a few years before he develops into somebody that you can trust on a consistent basis. So, I'm not going to lie to you. This, this, this game just looks like Gabe Davis's three-catch, 171-yard game. Yeah, to me, and that's essentially what it was. I, 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 everyone gets so excited when they see that they're like, "We were right about Gabe Davis all along." But then you look at the the four games where he's under ten points that people were probably starting him. It's just not consistency. It's not even quite. I can't even say it's Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper will go out there put twelve points up, forty, and then put up three. Right. This is more of a you're getting thirty or you're getting two. Um, the only good thing is Dubs is out. So you have basically him and Lazard's banged up. If it's only Watson out there, I think he's worth a start. But do not expect this. Like, don't think you're getting the 150s and two touchdowns every game. I mean, it's Definitely possible. Not. It's possible that it does, and we could be wrong. I'm, 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 I'm. I would gamble on on the play if you're in a desperate situation, or if you know you just really want to get that big game. But don't think that this is a lock each week is I think what we're trying to say. Here. He's a flex play. Aaron Jones is probably the only person you're actually going to trust to play this week on the green Bay offense. I mean, you can still tr- start trotting out Aaron Rodgers, but the thing is, is like Tennessee's got a really good pass rush and Aaron's been getting his ass kicked by good pass rushes this year. And although last week he faced probably the best one with Cowboys, um, this one I have less faith in. All right, number one, Lazard is still the play if he's playing. Um, I don't think that this subplants Lazard whatsoever. Um, I just think if he's banged up, I mean, he's going to be – I just – like the thing I would hate is if you start Lazard and then three plays into the game, he's on the sideline in the blue medical tent because his ankle is messed up messing with him again. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying if you you are in the spot where you have Lazard and you have a bye week or something, I'm saying flex play. I'm not saying like he's a wide receiver lock. I also think Rodgers can be a start in the right scenarios. If you're on a bye week, Rodgers sitting on the free agency, which I doubt it because, I mean, he is QB 14 on the year. Um, and he is putting up about 20 points a game. I, I know it's not perfect, and I know it's not sexy, but the man does put up points. Just, But don't be excited about what happened last week. The three touchdowns. Aaron Jones is going to get one of those. He's going to be a two-touchdown, 250 kind of guy for the rest of his career, most likely, unless they really actually overhaul this wide receiver core. So, yep. Um, and then on the Tennessee side, it's Derrick Henry, and you don't need to know anyone else's name. Exactly. That's I, exactly right. I, a lot of people rushed out and got Nick Westbrook-Akine off of waivers, and I promise you that is a – that's you can laugh at your friend that did that because it's it's 
not going to happen again. <laughs> if it's going to be anyone, it's going to be Traylon Burks, and I haven't seen it yet, so I'm not. I'm I just like I haven't seen it from Tannehill. Tannehill should not have a job right now. Nope. I'm not trying to be Joe over here, but Tannehill should not have the job. I understand Malik Willis hasn't looked great, and this unfortunately, this game of two fifty-two touchdowns and no miss steps, or I guess three touchdowns. You get one? No, never mind. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just going to unfortunately prolong the inevitable of him being replaced by hopefully Malik Willis. Although Malik Willis can't throw the ball, so once again, here we are. Um, but yeah, so. Do not start Tannehill. I swear to God, if someone has to start him, I'm sorry. Yep. Um, I think Green Bay wins this game, personally. I'm a Titans guy on this one. That's fine. I get why you would say that. It's Derrick Henry. I mean, he's a good running back. I think uh I think Aaron I think it's just a battle of the running backs and Aaron Rodgers is just better. Well, if it was Malik, him. I'd say no, definitely not. But it, since it is Tannehill, I think that they can have just enough happen in the game. I can understand that. And I get why you'd say that. I just feel like I go Tennessee wins, uh, leans a little bit towards the better running back. And then Aaron Rodgers is completely outweighs the fact that Tannehill exists. So true. Zach Wilson beat Aaron Rodgers though. <sighs> All right, dude, if we're going to play that game, the Eagles, <laughs> I, I saw a thing earlier. It was like the Eagles are the worst team in the league because the Eagles lost to the, the commanders who lost to so-and-so who lost to the Texans who lost. It was like a whole thing. And it was like, so therefore the Eagles are the worst team. So it's pretty great. Uh, anyway, next game: Rams at Saints at the Caesars Superdome at noon in the dome. This one will be quick. Just saying. Uh, so who are you starting on the Rams side? Exactly. No, uh, I'm gonna at least try to flex out Allen Robinson if I have him, just in case. But other than that, I'm not gonna start anybody. I'm really not. Not even Stafford. You're actually wrong. The only answer is Tyler Higby, who I replaced Zach Ertz for sure. in multiple leagues. Um, how did you How did you replace him, Josh? Was he on waivers or was he on your bench this entire time? He was on waivers. It's a shallow. Uh, yeah, that's are... yeah. Funny how that works, huh? When he was just sitting on waivers like that. I understand that, but with in the first five games, he was averaging about ten targets per game. Uh, dropped off a little bit the last couple of weeks with a little injury. <laughs> You like your fine print style of doing that. I'm saying, and then last week was the only person that fucking Stafford threw to eight catches for 73 yards for the next three weeks. Tyler Higby is startable. I understand. I hate Tyler Higby. I not a fan, not a big fan, 29 years old. And he just looks like dog shit, but who else is going to catch the ball? Is it Van Jefferson? It's not. I love Van Jefferson. I keep rooting for him. He actually did have a touchdown last game, but it wasn't much. And then I'm sorry, but they wouldn't throw to Allen Robinson at all throughout the beginning of this this year. They've averaged about four targets per game to him, and then they're just going to all of a sudden Allen Robinson's the new Cooper Cup. No, it's Higby. Well, no, they have to they have to scheme somebody, and I think if they're going to scheme somebody, they're going to do it with Allen Robinson. I don't think he's going to he's not going to replace Cooper Cup by any means, but I mean, I think they're going to try. Well, he did. Uh, McVeigh did say it feels like he's wasting carry or wasting plays on running the ball, so. All the running backs are out, but I get it. Allen Robinson is worthy of a, a flex spot. Um, he could do something. I just, it's a desperation for me. Higby, I think, is a tight end starter with the sad shambles of the tight end situation this year at the moment. True. We'll, we'll see. Um, and then on the other side, the Saints 
Um, a little disappointed in Olave has not been as explosive as he has been, and it's not due to Landry coming back. It's due to Andy Dalton being Andy Dalton. Yeah, it, that's all, that's all you need to leave it at because Andy Dalton's going to start again this week. Jameis still apparently is not ready to come back from whatever injury he's nursing still. And it's just really wildly inconsistent who's going to get the ball each week. I mean, even if you were like, hey, I'm going to start, I think his name is Jawan Jenny, Jawan Johnson. Yeah, John uh, tight end. Even if you're like, "Hey, I'm going to start him this week," it, it I, okay? Are you? Do you trust him? I don't. Like, he just happened to be catching the touchdowns. Yeah, I was going to say that's literally it. So four of the last five games, he's been over, uh, you know, or eight, eight plus, and three of those were because of touchdowns. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you can't bank on that. The highest yardage he's had this entire season is 44 yards. Um, so you're getting five catches for 44 yards, which I guess is startable for a tight end, especially in a, a situation. But you're just hoping for the tight ends or for the touchdowns. And mm-hmm. at any given moment, uh, Taysom Hill could take those just away yeah. by running it in. Who's also been quiet in. with a lot of people starting him is Taysom Hill. He has not done what he was doing early in the season, which I think we all can say that we're surprised at. And this team just as a whole is, is so confusing to watch because week to week, you they're not playing the same. It's like they use a different playbook every week. It's just the weirdest thing. Well, and Kamara, after having his blow-up game uh, in week eight, has done absolutely dick this this time. So it, yeah. I, it all comes down to the quarterback. And when Andy Dalton's starting, you just don't know what you're going to get. I think yeah. Kamara should be have, more heavily involved, and you can't sit him, unfortunately. And you're just hoping that he gets more than seven points like he did last week. But um, yeah, it's it's basically Kamara and Olave are the two starts here. And then if you want to throw one of those tight ends, good luck to you. Um, yeah, Landry came back and did pretty much nothing. Um, but it's all it all comes down to Jamie. Jamie Swinson needs to come back. This team is was never going to be the same without him. I don't know why they kept thinking Andy Dalton's fine. I don't know what's wrong with Jameis Winston, but here we are. So, yeah, it's sad state of affairs. Yeah. So I'm going to obviously take nobody because this game's trash i'll probably take the saints just because i think it's hilarious every time the rams lose yeah that's fair i actually do love this hate this this ram situation you pay for all these old guys and it's just not working out for you yeah funny how that works yeah so enjoy your super bowl and your fake fans that you pay um taking the saints as well um and the next Raiders at Broncos in mile high at 305. God almighty with these games, man. This is the game. Like, think about this. Like, in the beginning of the season, people were looking forward to this game. People bought tickets to this game because they thought it was going to be Russ versus Carr and Adams, and it was going to be this huge game. God knows what's going to happen. It's going to be 13 to 12 or some shit because that's, for some reason, that seems to be the score of, like, every Broncos game. Um. And in Broncos news, Jerry Judy is injured, um, had an ankle injury on the first play of the game, or maybe it was the second play, but it was not fun. Uh, was carted no. off, but they did say that he is only day to day. He'll probably miss this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say he's out. Um, he is. Yeah. And then Cortland Sutton did not get a boost whatsoever, uh, or at least other than his one badass play that he made. Um, yes, he scored 12 points. I, I, I understand that. But it was KJ Hamler who was the man, or was it was it KJ? No, not KJ Hamler. Sorry, um, Kendall Hinton, who actually got like the big splash plays on the day. Um, Sutton is Sutton's actually a dangerous play. I understand he's the only wide receiver here, but 
I called it. I was like, listen, Sutton's not going to have a good game just because Judy's out and he had just an okay game and he should have, I don't know, I guess this comes down to Russell, but um, I'm not saying don't start Sutton. I still think Sutton's a flex play at any given moment, even with or without Judy, just because if you miss out on that, you miss out on that. Um, I'm out. I'm not Dol- starting anybody that's not named Dolchich. I'm not going to lie to you. I won't sugarcoat it. I'm not starting anybody on that team that's not named uh, Greg Dolchich. It's Dolchich. You can start Sutton. I'm saying. I'm. I'm just, I was going on a rant. Thank you for stopping me. Uh, Melvin Gordon is not startable. Without that touchdown, he is nothing. Nope. Um, and then Latavius Murray. I don't know when that experiment ended, but it's over now. Uh, <laughs> And then Chase Edmonds will be in there eventually at some point to steal more carries. Chase Edmonds isn't even getting passes right now. So I'm like, I don't understand why they even traded for the guy because they're not going to use him. Of course, Chase Edmonds has just had had a go at things. Yeah, his career did not turn out the way it was supposed to. Yeah, Joe or Joe Billy summed it up pretty well. It's it's Dolchich or nothing, Sutton, if you need him for a flex play, but hopefully you have better options. And then for the Raiders, I hope everybody just realized Derek's at this point that Derek Carr is just not that guy. Um, he, yeah. Uh, Devonte Adams had a big, a big game. Uh, Devonte Adams is good. Derek Carr is not. I yep. just, I just want everyone to know I'm tired of, I, I called this from the get go and Devonte Adams has not seen any drop in his play. It's pretty much been the same, although he's still complaining because he's basically losing now instead of winning games. So it's pretty funny that he's like, yeah, I need more work or whatever. And it's like, bro, they're giving you work. Like you got it. Like it's 10 plus targets a game, 14 and 17, the last two games, like you're getting the work. He's obviously, he's an obvious start. Josh Jacobs is an obvious start. Um, you can start Derek Carr if you're desperate, but I don't recommend it like ever, especially yeah. against this defense. And no Foster Moreau. I, I get that he caught the touchdown last week, but that, that again, the tight end position is a hellscape this year, and you do not want to be the guy that has Foster Moreau trotted out there. And back to, to Devontae Adams real quick, the irony of him going to play with Derek Carr, like he wanted to go play with Derek Carr, and the Raiders are going to be forced to take a quarterback in this draft probably if they, if they finish as low as they're projected to right now. Yeah, I just I and mean, there's nothing even against Derek Carr. He's just a middle of the pack guy, but everyone got so hyped when Adams went there and they were just like, oh, it's going to be Derek Carr and Adams and they're back. They played fucking seven years ago in college. Like it's been some time like it's not. I'm so tired of the whole. Oh, yeah, they're you know, I'm sorry, my bad. Nine years ago, like it was that long ago. It's almost a decade since they played together. Like I'm not saying that they don't have chemistry and they're not friends and whatnot, but the league changes football changes. They change. I mean, like stop with the Derek Carr hype. It's, it didn't happen. It's over. I hope that everybody realizes that now. Yep. It, it's sad state of affairs, but the Raiders, like, you know, you went all in and you got a coach. That's not very good. And that another situation is Josh McDaniels might not last two year two, which is really not good. And that's sad. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, Probably his fault, but at the same time, like at least give him more than a year. But after the hype that, that was brought in this this Raiders and Broncos, this is just a, a, a game battling against the shittier hype, basically. Who actually yeah. can sort of live up to it by going getting their third win of the year? But and by the way, Green Bay Packers out there, this is why you have to be smart and actually take the next year's pick two. You can't just take one draft pick for Devonte Adams. You need to get multiple picks 
because now you would be in line for a top 10 pick if you had just traded him for multiple picks. Yeah, exactly. And then not to mention the Seahawks are looking pretty right now. They're going to be, they're on the buy. I didn't actually tell, say who was on the buy Dolphins, Seahawks, Buccaneers, Jaguars. So there is some talent out there on the buy this week, but um, yeah, Seahawks are uh, enjoying that draft pick. It's the same with the Eagles, with the Saints. So yeah. thank you. And the Green Bay Packers aren't because they didn't get one. They got 2022 pick. They didn't get a 2023. And there we are. So speaking of the Eagles, Eagles at Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium at noon. Josh will be in attendance. It's going to be a great day. Already got the loss out of the way. So if they lose, I'll cry still, but it won't be as disheartening. Um I will say I watched that Eagles game, the, the the Commanders game on Monday, and it felt like we lost the Super Bowl after losing. Like I was like, wait, why am I? We're still fucking eight one. Let's just shut up and chill out. <laughs> um, so as we know, we've talked about Goddard is out for the next four weeks. He is on IR, so that does leave in deeper or dynasty leagues three tight ends that might potentially take some sort of starting role. I don't think you start them right now, but if you were, you know, see, so you have a tight end buy in a week or two. Um, worth a speculative ad. I think it's going to be Tyree Jackson. He was the preseason darling last year. Um, so keep an eye out on him on, on in, in dynasty leagues or super deep leagues. Um, Jack Stoll is the more obvious replacement who has actually been seeing 40% snap share. And then there's Calcaterra who people keep picking up because he's a rookie. I don't think it's him. It could be though. So, I mean, just, I took a spec ad on a, in a couple leagues of Stoll and Tyree Jackson. I saw Joe picked up Calcaterra, which is funny. So, Keep an eye I'm on big, that. I'm a big Calcaterra fan. I like him. It's a possibility. Like that's the thing is, it literally could be anyone. Jack Stoll's mostly been used for pass blocking. He's caught a couple passes here and there, but um, he's going to see the most immediate playing time at least. But they they use their tight end two tight end sets a lot, so we'll see what actually happens. I just feel like this doesn't open up as many uh, tight end passes as maybe it, you know brings the running back pass game back in. Uh, Quez Watkins may be a little bit more used, even though he's probably enemy number one next to Brandon Graham. Like one of those, you know, I'm not even mad at Brandon Graham. The man was doing his job. Um, Quez Watkins was not, that was, that was bad. Your job <laughs> is to catch the ball and then hold on to it. It's sad so. that we don't do the one minute recaps anymore. I would have loved this week's recap. I'm glad we don't. I would have cried. I would have just spent <laughs> a minute of me sobbing into the microphone. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, but I, I don't think it's an immediate thing. Like I would definitely not start anyone this week, but I think what it really does is it just brings all three of the tight ends into the fold. Like it'll more like more than likely be kind of like what Detroit's doing or, um, it's another team that just splits their tight ends, even the saints, like between Taysom Hill and Jawan Johnson, you don't really know what's going to happen. It's just going to be like some guys running around out there catching balls. Um, well, let's AJ, just make it obvious. We're starting Hurts, starting Sanders, starting Brown, starting, uh, Devonte Smith. Yeah, no, you're starting off the Those starters. are your starts. I think, honestly, like you said, especially this week, I think Gainwell could be a potential. The only problem is they're playing the Colts, which they probably won't need to like have a pass-catching running back, but I think there will be some design passes. And Gainwell's uh, usage has been creeping up. He actually had more touches than uh, Sanders in the first half, which killed me. Um, it was one to two. It wasn't by much. Um, but, yeah, no, Gainwell, Gainwell could be interesting, but I wouldn't start him at this point just because of the game game clock we don't know what's going to happen here but yeah the, the main guys aj brown it is notable to say that he is not practicing or was limited to start the week um he did obviously have something hampering him the whole game he did play through which was great um glad i'll be able to see him hopefully at 
in Indy, but yeah. And then in, on Indy's sake, Jonathan Taylor season. He's back. Not, not just because of the game he had last week, but because against the running defense that he's playing against this week, Eagles did add Linval Joseph today, which I thought was a, a awesome strategy. They're like, yeah, we're not letting that happen again. That was annoying. So it added a big boy up front just to stop the run a little bit because we are missing Jordan Davis a lot. But we got our Jonathan Taylor 60-yard rushing touchdown uh, back in action, 147 for a tutty. Um, Jonathan Taylor's their offense. And honestly, Matt Ryan didn't have a terrible game. Well, here's the thing. Matt Ryan is back, too. And Jeff Saturday has kind of unlocked something with him. The person we need to be the most, like, happy about for this offense weirdly is Paris Campbell. I mean, we're not doing awesome possums this week, but I don't know how you can't at least think about Paris Campbell because Darius Slay is not going to be covering him. So if Matt Ryan is going to pass, that could be a target that he, you know, calls upon. I mean, honestly, uh, if Paris Campbell is being covered by Slay, I think it'd be the best after his coverage last week against McLaurin. But um, no, I, I, what happened to Alec Pierce? Why, why did Paris Campbell become the number two? Like I, it was like four weeks in a row that Alec Pierce was like doing phenomenally. And then they're just like, nah, we're done. It's one of those things. We'll just never understand about football, man. I think Alec Pierce might be a target in dynasty trades. Just a heads up. If you have 100%. Yes, literally 100%. Yeah, uh, but Paris Campbell could be an interesting play. I have a feeling Slay is going to be out with a vengeance, and Matt Ryan is not going to throw the ball as well as Taylor Heineke. Never thought I'd throw that sentence out, out there before. Um, but yeah, the pass, the passing, uh, Paris Campbell, honestly, the number two or the slot receiver uh, against the Eagles will actually be the best play. I actually was kind of shocked that Curtis Samuel didn't have a huge game because Avante Maddox was out, and I thought that was going to be the downfall to the team, and somehow it was Slay, so... Um, but yeah, JT all day. Uh, you're not starting Matt Ryan, so you don't need to know. Um, yep. Hopefully the birds win. I'll be there, but we'll, we'll find out. I'll cry. Um, yeah, I'm picking Eagles, but I mean, I understand that you are superstitious and everything. Yeah, I am. I, I'm just saying hopefully they do. I don't want to cry again. Uh, <laughs> Lions Giants. You got a couple more trash games here to get through. Um, this actually will probably be a good game. Um the Lions have been playing some serious offense lately, and the Giants are, for some reason, a good team. So, first things first, fire up Saquon Barkley, as NFL.com would tell you. A little-known player. little-known player. It's just this guy. I think I think he's going to have a good week this week, guys. Breakout uh, potential in this one. Yeah, he could he could even hit, like, 20 points. Um, 35 fucking carries last week, which is just ungodly. They need to stop. Against Houston, like, nonetheless. Obviously, Houston actually played a decent game. I was about to say, they needed every bit of that. <laughs> well, once again, Saquon Barkley is their team, which, honestly, seeing 35 carries on a stat sheet just looks awful next to his name because I'm terrified for the guy. Um, wide receiver-wise, like, nothing's happening. Darius Slayton, sure, if you feel like it. Um, against the Lions, I, I like it, but I just don't trust any Giants receiver anymore. Maybe I'm just jaded from the past. Uh, Wandale has not been the guy we thought he would be. Kenny Galladay is like technically wide receiver four or something on the team. Uh, two targets in his return. Um, played 38% of the snap share. So I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, on the giant side of things, I think that's pretty pretty obvious spot. Uh, the Lions side of things is where things get interesting um, because you're firing up Jamal Williams. I'm pretty sure you're good starting Jared Goff. I mean, he doesn't really have any receivers to throw to per se, but he still is somehow getting some points. 
And then DeAndre Swift was touchdown dependent. I, I mean, I was ready to say DeAndre Swift, you, you can bench him in all formats. And then he broke off a touchdown. So it was like, well, okay, maybe like three yards though. He yeah, no, I mean, he's not yards. exactly killing it out there, but I mean, if he's going to score a touchdown every week that he plays like, okay, fine. I think he's a flex play at this point. And I don't understand it, and I don't like that I just put DeAndre Swift as a flex play. You know because... you know what this is, and it's because he's wearing a Lions uniform? It's Theo Riddick. Yeah, pretty much. He looks like – his stat line looks like a, a pre-breakout James White role. Like four <laughs> yep. carries for six yards and five catches for 27 and a touchdown. Like, Does that not sound like James White? It really does. This is not going to be a huge fantasy game, to be honest. Like, I and we're trying to make this sound good. This this game does not feel fantasy relevant. There's going to be players that you've never heard of catching touchdowns. I guarantee it. Um, and I will say, Amon Ra is startable at all. Costs. Well, okay, Amon Ra is for sure. And then obviously, like, yeah, you got Jamal, you got Barkley, you got the big names. But there's going to be some people catching some passes in this one that you've never heard of. Oh, yeah, 100%. You're going to be like, who was that? Which tight end? Which of the four tight ends is that from the Lions? Um, exactly. Yeah. Is that Hawkinson? Oh, right. He's not on the team anymore. No, yeah. Brock Wright, probably. Uh, one thing to, uh, to specify, Jamal Williams actually didn't practice today due to illness, which, uh, you know, come back to conspiracy corner. COVID. Yeah, go ahead and put that little oh, marker on Oh, here we go. Again. Now now, we're, now we're going to be flagged on... So, Jamal Williams says COVID. They're not talking about it. I hope we have a little flag on our on our podcast. We're definitely going to have a flag now. Stop You're saying welcome. that word. What word? COVID? Yes. Right. You're well, gonna it's, get... already, it's already flagged. I don't care. Who cares? What are they going to do? They talk about COVID. It's misinformation. You're spreading misinformation. That's what I'm they think. I'm misinforming the world. Yeah. All right. Anyway, <laughs> fuck this game. Uh, I, I, got, I got the Giants winning, unfortunately. Although Lions yeah. could give it to him, and it hopefully would be they fun do to see to Dan him. Campbell pull this one out. The Lions' defense has actually been kind of a little, you know, sneakily back these last couple weeks. They've been spicy. They're still letting up points, but they're making plays. Eight of dude, Aiden Hutchinson is out there like a madman, saving touchdowns, jumping around people's necks and making tackles. Just love to see it. Yeah, he's got that dog in him. He does have that dog. Um, anyway, Jets Patriots next game. Um, this is an ugly game. You got a couple good fantasy stars, so let's I guess chat about them. Yeah, so I mean the Patriots side of things, I mean, you're good with Kobe Myers, I think. I think we're at that point. Doesn't really matter who the quarterback is for him. Um and then Ramondre is I mean, I think he's one of the best running backs in the league. I mean, we we're going to have a discussion about dynasty running backs. I think he's in the top 12 in overall. So, I mean, this game he's easy to fire up. Damian Harris should be back, but I don't I don't see why the Patriots would go away from using their best player and Bill really wants to beat the Jets. So, I don't see why they wouldn't just try to pound because Sauce Gardner is going to be on Jacoby Myers. And Mac Jones is not a good quarterback, as we found out for multiple weeks now. So I just think that, you know, in Sands Zappy Hour, I don't think that you're going to trust um, the ball going through the air. Yeah, um, no, 100%. I actually also had Ramondre in my top 12. So we will chat about that next oh, week. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. <laughs> I, I had to put him in there. Like he wasn't, I didn't see him listed anywhere. And I was like, no, this man needs to be recognized for his Yes, he does. Load. Um, and, and I understand that some of this came at Damian Harris's fault being injured, but yeah, no Stevenson fire him up. Uh, no Damian Harris on his return. I will say, let's see what happens this week and maybe he'll be back next week as a starter. Um, and as for the running backs on the Jets side, 
Uh, I think you're a lot more worried about Michael Carter than you should be. Uh, yeah. Most people that have Michael Carter, which I'm a huge fan of him in general, but my man James Robinson's also there. So I'm a fan of both of these guys. And James Robinson did get 13 carries on his first game back with this team, or maybe it was the second game. Um, but yeah, so 13 and 12, the split is in James Robinson's favor at the moment and actually had more targets as well. So I don't know what it is. The Jets hate Michael Carter. Uh, they're going to draft a running back. They're going to sign a running back. Um, so not saying don't start him. I get why you would. Um, Patriots defense is pretty decent. Um, Matt Judon's out there running around like a madman, probably defensive MVP at the moment. So, yep. um, and then, yeah, Jets receiver wise. I mean, Garrett Wilson can be started, but other than that, it's that's it. Like, um, I'm not starting anyone else from the Jets. I guess Tyler Conklin has made a, an argument to be started in a tight end format. But it's, it's true. More- I'm, I mean, Garrett Wilson, I have really enjoyed watching him play. I cannot wait until he gets a better quarterback, maybe to throw him the ball. I don't think the Jets are going to. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. We're probably not going to have that for another couple of years. Unfortunately. It's frustrating because I don't know. I, I understand QB evaluation nowadays where like we have to watch these quarterbacks be bad for a while before we make change. But like, why can't we do what we did with uh, that dude from Arizona? Um, oh, his uh, name is. Oh, um, ja- uh, no, not Josh. Yeah, Josh. Uh, yeah, Josh, Josh Rosen. Rosen. Like we see Josh Rosen, we watch him play. He's awful. And we're like, you know what? Let's just put Kyler Murray in there instead. Why can't more teams, why can't we come to that conclusion? I know it's not good business, but like, it's still like, why, why are we wasting time when we have a good team? Like the jets could legitimately be a deep playoff run uh, away if they had a quarterback. Like, I don't understand why we have to wait for a few more years to figure out that he's not good. The problem is with Zach Wilson is they're winning games and it's not because of him, but it's not because of of him. Exactly. I know. And most of the games shouldn't even have been one. I mean, he missed the first three games and I think they had what three wins already, or maybe they're two and one. Um, Yeah, no, it, it makes no sense. It's there. Actually looking at their schedule, it's been a pretty softball schedule as well. Um, they're still beating the Packers. They've beaten the Bills. I mean, they, it's not like they're beating bad no, teams. The Bills game was great, but yeah, you know how many th- yards he threw for? 150. Oh well, yeah, not not him, but but like the team is good enough. Yeah, no, they didn't have him. And the, the young talent they have on this team is what's winning these games. Brees Hall was what was winning these games uh, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, no, it's uh, I I completely agree. Um, I think we're still a year away from being replacing Zach Wilson, which is unfortunate because they're probably going to lose some of these good these young talent that they have right now. And next year, if they had the next, you know, Bryce Hall or Bryce Young, sorry, mixing Bryce Hall and Bryce Young. That's a great (laughs) idea. Get them Bryce Bryce Young, and then they can have Bryce Hall and Bryce Young, and people can just mix them up all the time. But, yeah. Um, Anyway, fuck it. Uh, Patriots are not letting this game. Not No, Patriots are not letting Jets win this game. Not happening. The Jets and the Giants have been holding on for too long. We're we're getting out of these Jets. We're done with that. Hmm. And the last game, the last NFC East team to play. We have the Commanders taking on the Texans at noon. It should be a pretty good game coming off that hype of beating the undefeated team. Everybody's so excited about the Commanders are a good football team. They always have been. Um, They're obviously a better football team with Taylor Heineke. And as of right now, I believe they're in the playoffs as the third uh, seed. Oh, no, that's not true. The 49ers are five and four. Okay, no, yep. my apologies. But yeah, so they are half a game away from the playoffs. Uh, there's a chance that the entirety of the NFC East makes it to the playoffs right now. 
scary thought, honestly. But um, yeah, uh, as far as like the fantasy side of this goes, obviously scary Terry is firing him up. Um, The running backs, if they're going to run 49 times combined in a game, I mean, maybe that was just a strategy they used against the Eagles, but if they're going to do that consistently, both running backs might be viable. I mean, they both got solid points in this last game. I mean, they weren't great, but I, you know, Houston doesn't exactly have a great run defense, so this would be a strategy to use again against them. So I think both Brian Robinson – and Antonio Gibson, both usable, even though Antonio Gibson's still the best back on the team. It's so obvious. I just don't get it. Yeah, we, we all we all understand this. Um, the 26 carries for 86 yards just shows the James Conner and Brian Robinson. Um, but Antonio Gibson didn't do a whole lot better. The Eagles actually rushed defense did pretty well. It was, like you said, just three yards per carry every time, and it, it just bled us dry. We couldn't get that last stop. It was three yards, three yards, four yards. Like that was like their play. Their well, play here's button. the thing. And a lot of people have mentioned it with Jordan Davis. They are marketably better when against the run, even though they had a good run defense out there since Jordan Davis has been out, they've been slightly worse. And I think once they get Jordan Davis back, that goes away from the Eagles, but that just was a thing that they were exploiting. Yeah, no, they, they took that. They took that and ran with it. <laughs> Literally. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Jordan Davis, definitely a huge, huge, huge missing piece for the Eagles. And yeah, they exploited that hard. That's why level Joseph's now on the team. So, uh, but yeah, no, Antonio Gibson, I think is a surefire start, uh, usually a lot more heavily involved in the past game. And Brian Robinson doesn't have that Brian Robinson. can get 18 carries, but you can get your 60 yards. And if you don't get that touchdown, you're screwed. It's the, yep. Houston, it's the Houston Texans. So he'll probably get a touchdown. So I think you fire them both up. Uh, Curtis Samuel, um, should still be considered, the man is still he had a bad game against the Eagles, but he could still be pretty relevant and has had a pretty good um, just flex consideration if you're in a, in your, a bye week dilemma or something. So uh, and then on the other side, uh, it's Damian Pierce and that's it. Uh, I believe Brandon Cooks is already not practicing this week or there's some there's a lot of dilemma going on with him in general. Um, Nico Collins is a flex. We can put him in there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, if Cooks plays, you play him. I mean. I, I think he's at least flex. He's at least a flex start immediately. Uh, but yeah, Nico Collins has been pretty, pretty valuable throughout the year. I'm actually happy to see that for Nico Collins. And honestly, I'm really excited to see this when um, what's his ba- face comes back. The rookie draft pick. Oh, Mechie. Mechie. Cause uh, Mechie and Nico Collins should form a little dynamic duo of their own whenever they get themselves a new quarterback. So uh, Mills has actually been a pretty valid quarterback, by the way. Um, it's not something you want to start at any given moment, but if you're in a super flex league, I don't hate the Mills start. Yeah. Yeah. Against a bad defense. I mean, it's, the, I, the thing is, is Mills is better than like um, Matt Stafford. Like I would, I would take Mills over Stafford right now. I was going to say Mills is putting up 20 points, three 20 point performances in the last three weeks. Oh, I guess this is actually a little skewed scoring in the league that I'm in close to 20 points, at least um, 300 yards last week. Um, just saying it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, not, not in redraft unless you're desperate or in a 16 man league or something, but right. Yeah. So that's the game previews. We did them on, Ooh, on, Billy's, on Billy's phone and no glitching because his computer's trash. Yep. That's technology for you. 
Anyway, you got any way to wrap this up here, Bill, or anything, any last burning thoughts you had to get through? Um, I mean, no, I just like, I'm just happy that parody is back in the NFL. We don't have any like dominant team. That's like running away with the league. Every team. I mean, there's plenty of good teams, you know, Vikings, Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, like, you know, there's a lot of good teams, but like, there's no, like, New you know, Patriots anymore. Yeah. Or even like the chiefs a couple years ago where you're like, they're going to, they're going to probably win every game. Like there's no, nothing like that. And that's pretty exciting for the sport right now. It's just fun to watch the games because you really honestly don't know what's going to happen. A lot of underdogs have been winning this year. Like that's a very odd, strange thing to happen. Well, I think at this point, there's no team actually eliminated from playoff berth either. Yeah. Other than Houston, probably. And the Raiders, but I, yeah, I don't think the Raiders would be because they're three games behind the wild card. I mean, oh, I, yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess that's the true. Texans aren't, but let's be real. The Texans are eliminated. Um, but like the Raiders, hypothetically, if they went on a run here, they could still end up nine and seven and, or 10. And yeah. Seven. I mean, I guess even that's true. Like that, and that I think just again, goes to show how awesome this league is this year with the parody. Yeah, no, I mean, and there's a lot of fives and six and three win teams. Like they're all right there. Like there's no zeros. There's only one one. I mean, in the Texans, I feel like their situation was pretty obvious that maybe not one, but you know, that it would be a lower scoring of affair. So um, yeah, the Colts are still in the mix and they've played terrible football. And the, the Titans have, other than Derrick Henry, played terrible football. So I mean there's a lot of even like if you look at the points for and points against, it's really interesting to see. Cause like you'll see someone scored a lot of points, but they also let up a lot of points and it seems pretty even except for some of the higher win teams, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It's been a fun year. Yeah. Well, we got what? Seven more weeks of football. So, or no, eight more weeks oh. of football. Yeah. No. Yeah. Seven. No, eight more. So we got, well, including this one. Oh, well, yeah, if we're including this one, it's eight. 11 through 18, yeah. So uh, obviously only about five more or three more, four more, however many you have till your playoffs. Hopefully we've helped you a little bit at least along the way. Um, We got some pretty good good takes so far this year. We actually have been uh, not taking too many L's on these these fantasy advice that we've taken. No, some of our hot takes are kind of floundering a little bit. Well, mostly mine about Cortland Sutton, for example, being a top 10 wide receiver. Those kind of things are taking L's, but you know, it doesn't make any sense. We'll, 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 um, what do we, what do you, what's the opposite of victory lap? Because we'll do that after the off season because we own up to our mistakes. We'll call them fantasy receipts. Oh wait, no, we can't talk about that. That's it. I'm pretty sure that's trademarked. Trademarked fantasy receipts. Um, no, I, I'm the first one to own up to something I'm wrong about. I'm still not wrong about Tua. I won't, I won't do that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> as I say, I've had to back off. Like Tyreek Hill is exactly the bandaid that he's needed. And as long as he's got him, he's going to be a top five wide or top five quarterback. But that's the thing. He's not good. It's Tyreek Hill. That's good. So that's all I want. I mean, fair enough. He's got to throw the ball. All right. Anyway, that's enough. That's enough blubbering for about um, check out us next week. We will have some of our dynasty takes. Um, We'll hopefully have Joe back as well. So we can do our top 12 dynasty running backs um, and add Joe's to it. I actually gave him a sneak preview of one of mine and I know he's going to be mad about it. So um, we'll chat then. Uh, But until then, possums, thanks for listening. And hopefully you guys are setting yourselves up for uh, winning. And I don't remember Joe's catchphrases, but go birds, go birds. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.